Welcome to Self-Styled Life, the podcast designed to support professional women to aim high in their careers and create lives that are way beyond just fine. I'm Janelle Wiesack, a certified life and style coach. I also happen to have 30 years experience and counting in the corporate world. I've learned a thing or two over the years and today I support my clients to create tailor-made self-styled lives which they do using my signature framework that intentionally combines clarity, mindset and action. In these episodes I'll be sharing the concepts, tools and techniques to help you get clear and confident about the career and life you want, dance with your self-doubt and take the next step towards your dreams and goals. These same approaches have supported my clients to create incredible change in their lives My clients have tapped into their strengths, built their self-belief, and learned to live life their way. And now, it's your turn. You deserve more than a life that's fine. You deserve true fulfillment and days that feel fabulous. You deserve your very own self-styled life. Hey, hey, fabulous humans, and welcome to the latest episode of the Self-Styled Life podcast with me, your host, Janelle Wiesack. I hope things are absolutely fabulous in your world at the moment. Now, before I get into today's short, sharp coaching episode, which applies to just about everyone in so many situations, I want to let you know that I've updated my website to create a resource room. And in that resource room, you'll find all sorts of goodies to help you self-style your life. I've been sharing coaching tips and tools since 2018 now, and I realized recently that I'd created a whole stack of resources that I haven't yet made available to all of you. And because I believe the world would be a better place if women had the tools and techniques to dance with their self-doubt, write their own rules and set their own limits, I want to make sure that as many listeners as possible have access to my previous offerings. Of course, you'll find permission granted my gorgeous guide filled with the foundation exercises for self-styling your life in the resource room, but you'll also find journaling prompts and tools for helping you get clear on what you want from life. I've even included links to some of my favourite masterclasses and my guide on emotional freedom technique or tapping, which is something I've reserved especially for clients until now. You can access all of the tools in the resource room over on JanelleWiesack.com. I really hope you find a whole lot of goodness to help you self-style your life. Okay, so on to today's episode. If you've been listening in for a while now, you'll know that many of the topics I chat about here on the podcast are inspired by the conversations I have with clients and colleagues. I try to pay attention to the issues women are calling out, especially looking for themes. And if I see a topic coming up over and over again, you can almost guarantee that I'll end up speaking about it here. Today's topic was one of those that seemingly came from nowhere to show up multiple times in quick succession. First, there was a client on a Thursday, then there was a colleague on the Friday, just the day after, and finally there was a woman at a very random social event on the Saturday. Three convos in three days was enough to get my attention, and so today I want to talk you through an emerging self-protection behaviour I'm seeing women engaging in, and that's preempting. Now I've shared many times about the common self-protective behaviours. Six of these behaviours were introduced to me by the awesome Sass Patrick, and they include people-pleasing, paralysis, perfectionism, procrastination, proving yourself, and passivity. 
We spent a whole month formally studying these behaviours in SAS's self-belief coaching accreditation program. I added the seventh protective behaviour, polling, to the list after seeing it show up time and time again in my corporate life. And now I have to add this eighth behaviour, preempting. So what exactly is preempting? Well, for me, it shows up as women protecting themselves from the psychological risk of things like disappointment, rejection, judgment and failure by making a decision that takes them out of the game. The example that springs to mind most easily is women withdrawing from a process before any decision has been made. But other examples include oversharing before a negotiation has started and my personal favourite, not asking for what you want because you've already decided that you know the answer. And you've decided that answer will be no, you can't possibly have what you want. Now we've discussed many times here on the podcast that women don't want to feel all of the feels that come with the seven big psychological risks. No, no, actually let me reposition that. Nobody, regardless of the gender they identify with, wants to feel those emotions. So it makes complete sense that our brains would jump into crystal ball mode and decide they know the outcome before any question, process or negotiation has actually occurred. Which leads us to preempting a decision that we won't be successful or get what we want or ultimately results in us taking ourselves out of the game before anyone has a chance to say no to us or deliver some sort of other difficult message. The biggest problem with preempting comes from the fact that when you preempt, you're ignoring the fact that everything in business comes down to negotiation. When you preempt, you completely sidestep the art of negotiation. Negotiation requires one party to offer something. That might be an employer offering you a new position, or it could be you asking for a pay rise or a flexible work option. And once the offer or ask is in play, then the other party has the opportunity to say yes, no, or make a counteroffer. The backwards and forwards continues until we reach a clear outcome. Preempting sees you racing to that outcome without the negotiation. You decide that the other party will say no, and that it will be a firm no to your requests. And because you're so sure they'll say no, you either play your cards too early, withdraw from the negotiation, whether you realise you're in a negotiation or not, or fail to ask for something you want. My favourite personal example of preempting occurred last year, in 2021. I knew I wanted to spend more time in my coaching practice, but I also wanted to keep working in my transformation role at a large Australian bank. I really, really wanted the best of both coaching and corporate, which for me looks like working four days a week in corporate and one day a week in coaching, at least for right now. But I pre-decided that outcome couldn't be a thing. I came to the conclusion on my own, without any input from my boss. You see, I just knew he'd say no. In fact, I was completely certain. I'd inform my husband, my best friend, and my coach of the outcome. And truth be told, I probably even told the cat that my role was a big one, and that no one in their right mind would say yes to a program director showing up four days a week. I was absolutely adamant about it. Thank goodness it eventually occurred to me that I'd made the decision without actually asking my boss for his thoughts on the topic. When I finally thought to have a conversation about what I wanted, I was surprised to learn that my boss not only thought I could fulfil my role working four days a week, but he offered to find me a mentor to help me navigate my big job on the reduced working hours. 
The answer I thought he would share was so different to the actual answer. I seriously could not have been more wrong. He didn't even need time to think about it. He agreed to my request on the spot. Almost 12 months down the track, I shake my head about how wrong my preempting was and where things might have landed if I hadn't stopped thinking I knew all of the answers and actually engaged in a conversation. My personal story is an excellent case study in avoiding negotiation by not asking a question or making an offer. Other examples include not asking for a pay rise or a sabbatical or some sort of long-term leave, or not asking for your employer to pay for coaching or your education. Okay, on to the second big way I see women preempting the outcome or negotiation, and that one is showing your cards very early in the game, potentially before the negotiation has even commenced. The most common example I see on this front is when women apply for what are advertised as full-time jobs when they'd actually prefer a part-time role. Now, many people would say to call a recruiter and ask if there's an option for flexible work. If the answer is no, then move on and don't apply. However, I take a different view on this one. Recruiters are often far more open to flexible work options once they've seen the candidates applying for the role. And this is especially true if you end up being one of their preferred candidates. I've agreed to all sorts of terms to get a preferred candidate to join my team. Same goes for getting a valued employee to stay on my team, but I digress there. If you're in the market for a new role and you reach out early to let the recruiter or prospective employer know that you'd prefer part-time work or some other sort of condition, you're preempting on a couple of fronts. Firstly, you're assuming that you'll be the preferred candidate. And secondly, you're assuming that they won't say yes to your desired working arrangement all before they've had a chance to even say hello to you. And it actually gets worse because you're giving them potential reasons to say no or to discount you before they've had a chance to decide whether or not you're a good fit. Now, if you've been in my world for a while, there's a chance you'll be feeling a bit confused about the position I'm taking here. But please hear me out. While I normally advocate for women being super upfront about what they want in life, I mean, it's at the heart of the whole self-styled life thing, right? Sometimes you find yourself in situations where you need to hold back from actually sharing your desires until a later time. My people pleasers in particular find this one hard. They feel by holding back from sharing what they want, they're wasting other people's time, when really all they're doing is engaging in the art of negotiation. My final example of preempting comes when women withdraw from the race before the decision makers have had a chance to actually decide or before the negotiation has even started. Most commonly, this one looks like withdrawing an application of some sort for a job, a development or training program, a transfer to another country, a request for long-term leave, or maybe a career-related award. The pain that comes along with hearing a no all of that disappointment and rejection and failure and judgment can be seemingly reduced or even avoided if you make the call to take yourself out of the game before anyone else does. If you withdraw, then you can't fail or be rejected. Judgment no longer matters and you get to manage the levels of disappointment. But here's the trick. When you decide not to chase your dreams or go for what you want, you still end up feeling disappointment or like a failure. 
The only difference is, is that you've delivered those outcomes to yourself and you completely cut off the possibility of the joy and excitement that comes with a success. Yes, you avoided disappointment, rejection and failure, but you also miss out on the feelings that come when someone picks you. When you take yourself out of the game, you guarantee you won't win. And that comes with its own pain, either in the form of an inner critic who wants to berate you for quitting, or the nagging feeling that you've still not met your potential. So with all of that as insight into preempting, what do I recommend you do instead? Well, I strongly recommend you stay in the room. Keep playing the game. Stay curious and treat the whole experience as an experiment and an opportunity to learn. Please don't make any decisions for others. In protecting yourself from risk, you're also ensuring that you miss out on joy, satisfaction and all of the positive feelings that come with success. Okay team, that's it for today. I really hope this episode has given you something to think about, especially when it comes to how we might protect ourselves from the psychological risks of disappointment, failure and rejection. Before I go, let me recap the key points again. I see three very common ways that we use preempting to protect ourselves from psychological risk and they are, number one, not asking for what we want. We don't even start or allow a negotiation because we've pre-decided the outcome. Number two is when we show our cards too early in the process or negotiation. And number three shows up when we preempt a decision and withdraw from the game before any decision or outcome has even been finalised. Finally, what do I recommend you do instead? Stay in the room, team. Let the decision makers actually make a decision and start your negotiations from there. And if the cards don't fall your way, know that you're strong enough to cope with the feelings that will inevitably follow. Thanks again for being here and for listening to the Self-Styled Life podcast. I'll be back soon with more tips and strategies to support you in self-styling your career and life. But until then, please stay fabulous. Talk soon. Mm -hmm.